Good morning, everyone. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ella. Today, on January 15, we'll be talking about the three hostages who were shot after being mistaken for a threat by Israeli troops operating in Shijaya, North Gaza. Additionally, we'll also be taking a look at the reimposition of health protocols in Sukarnohara Airport as a way to prevent and combat COVID-19's current rising trend. The Israeli military admitted to shooting three hostages named Yotam Haim, Samir Talalka, and Alon Shambriz. The bodies of the three men have been returned back to Israel, territory where Czechs identified their bodies. Following the shooting of these men, the Israel Defense Forces, IDF, said that the incident is still undergoing further investigation and expresses deep remorse over the tragic incident and sends the families its heartfelt condolences. The three men were among the few kidnapped during the Hamas raid in Israel on October 7. The raid caused the death of approximately 1,200 people and an estimation of 240 hostages taken. Since then, Israel has always been active in retrieving taken hostages. However, the death of the three men has led to the outrage of citizens which sparked protests in Tel Aviv. Hundreds of people then gathered at Israel's Ministry of Defense in the city of Tel Aviv to protest and voice their frustration over the incident. These protesters also called on the government to quickly strike a deal for the release of all the hostages. They fear the death of even more hostages as days passes by. Not only that, the war has killed thousands of people and hostages dies every single day. Other hostages have been living in fear every day of their lives taken by the hands of Israel. In Tel Aviv, family members of hostages urge the government to negotiate an agreement that will result in the release of the other hostages. It is also stated that in November, there was a short-term truce managed by Egypt and the United States, a result of which around 100 hostages were released in return for Palestinians imprisoned in Israeli prisons. Moreover, this war has caused thousands of deaths to both parties. As stated previously by Hamas claiming that the war has taken the lives of at least 1,800 people and Gaza into rubble, which raised United States concern whom had donated over billions of dollars in military aid to support the war against Hamas regarding civilian casualties. Biden later stated in Washington that he wants Israel to be more focused on focusing civilian lives, not stop going after Hamas, but be more careful. Biden's top security advisor, Jake Sullivan, added that he believes it doesn't make sense or is not right for Israel to occupy Gaza for an extended period of time, in which Israel, in the face of growing international pressure, announced a temporary measure to allow the delivery of aid to Gaza through the Karim Shalom border crossing. Since the war began, aid has been slowly but surely squeezed into Gaza through the Rafah crossing with Egypt. 
Eight agencies claimed that the volume is nothing short of enough to help the 1.9 million Gazans displaced by war. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan dubs the decision to reopen Karim Shalom as a significant step, followed by an agreement by the World Health Organization's representative, who said that the announcement was very good news. Concluding this news, Han Avikdori, whose wife and daughter were among the released, said he often see people saying that hostages can be rescued by military means, in which he opposed and said that there are no military ways that could get them back safely in a post he wrote on X, previously known as Twitter. The conclusion for every person who has both heart and mind is the same. Israel must initiate a deal to bring them back alive and not in coffins, he quotes. Moving on, we will now be talking about the rising deadly COVID-19 virus that has been resurfacing nowadays. The medical department at Sukarno-Hara International Airport is preparing to reintroduce COVID-19 precautions since the virus is becoming increase- increasingly common in Malaysia and Singapore. To stop the spread of COVID-19, travelers will be instructed to put on masks and practice proper sanitation while at the terminal. It is also stated that the airport will be strengthening their health protocols around the holiday season as many passengers will be flying back and forth. There were some uprising cases of COVID-19 in Indonesia, and the majority of society has been taking precautions for that. In anticipation of the increase in COVID-19 infections in the area, Indonesia has started to apply thermal body scanners at a number of international entrance points, such as the ferry station in Batam and the main international airport in Jakarta. The rise of cases in various countries such as Malaysia and Singapore has also made Indonesia take safety measures. Reaffirming the caution, the health ministry advised Indonesians to hold off flying to regions which have reported an increase in COVID-19 cases, fulfill their two-dose vaccination, use masks and wash their hands frequently, and stay at home if they become sick in a press release issued on December 11. In an announcement, Health Ministry Representative Siti Nadia Tarmizi added that Indonesians traveling abroad run the danger of obtaining an infection from their contacts with foreigners. Those who just came back from other countries have to be given a swab test if they are claimed to be feeling unwell, and they also have to cross the thermal body scanners to scan their condition from abroad. There will also be health officers nearby to check for suspicious symptoms in case that people hesitated to check themselves willingly and they can communicate with the infected to set up a post to quarantine themselves by not harming other passengers. Thus, this will distance the other infected passengers from spreading the disease to others. However, in the middle of November and December, which highlights the holiday season, COVID-19 infections rose and passengers had to be sent to the hospital for checkups. Hundreds of deaths were confirmed and recorded in Indonesia every single day. 
The festive season has made Indonesia panic as COVID-19 kept increasing, specifically in the airport area. It is also stated that two elderly women with COVID-19 diseases had passed away in December. The government also recorded around 80 passengers had positive cases between November to December. Moreover, about 400 million vaccine doses were sent to Indonesia to cure the spreading of the diseases to the majority of the population. Travelers from Indonesia stated that COVID-19 isn't stopping them from visiting Singapore or other countries despite the rising number of cases. The project administrator, Ms. Perdana Handayani, claimed that she had no worries during the weekend as she went around Little India and Orchard Road with her friends for tourism. There's no need to be very concerned as COVID-19 has become endemic and as widespread as the flu. Nevertheless, she said that she will definitely keep visiting because she has received four vaccination doses taken daily vitamin C pills and exercise to be in good condition, the woman stated. Another Indonesian passenger was 42-year-old administrative officer Susi. She stated that she did not want to cancel her trip because she had already booked her flight, which was kind of risky at that point. And that's all from us for now. Be sure to tune in in our next podcast. I'm Ella. Until next time. Goodbye.